You're listening to the Finding Unique Value Podcast with Jay Sparks. Hi, this is Jay Sparks, your host of Finding Unique Value. I'm the bringer of brilliant people that can find that unique value. And I'm excited to be joined today by Merm, who has a very similar approach in his industry as we do in the investment industry, even though there's there's very little overlap. Uh, Merm is focused on finding value um, in a complicated and uh, seemingly very uh, confusing insurance industry, at least to someone who's tried to uh, look at a, a policy and figure out uh, what you own, let alone if you're trying to buy a policy and need to know uh, what to buy and, and how much you should pay for the different features. So uh, Murray seeks to find the best solutions that uh, um, provide the best value for the uh, for the insured, which of course is, is very, very hard to do and we're very lucky we, uh, we know him. So Murray, welcome to, the, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hi Jay, good to be here and uh, looking forward to this. Excellent, excellent. Well, could you just take a take a minute and um, introduce yourself? Uh, you know, kind of what you're currently doing, and you know how long, and all that that type of thing. Hi, uh, my name is Murray Durham. I've been doing uh, health, disability, uh, and life insurance uh, since uh, January of 2000. Uh, started going through school in the late 90s when I left my uh, prior occupation as a research engineer. Uh, since then. Uh, the focus I've had is taking difficult cases and trying to get people placed and placed in a uh, reasonable cost. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's um, again, that sounds uh, very much like our uh, our investment approach. I'm, I'm interested to hear a little bit more about the uh, the details on that. But what I'd like to start, I think, it'd be interesting because you met my business partner uh, Mark Elliott uh, some years ago. I think the meeting that you had uh, is. Is very similar to, to some of the um, some of the things that, that that we hear about our industry and our and our peers. So I, if you could go into that a little bit, I think it'd be it'd be interesting. Yeah, Mark and myself uh, met. I think it was about twelve years ago, uh, ten twelve years ago. Uh, we were introduced by uh, a representative for uh, one of the HSA uh, third party administrators. Uh, Mark uh, fully believed in the HSAs. Uh, he wanted to be able to have somebody that understood them. He went around trying to find other insurance people that knew less about them than uh, he did. He went to a couple of the uh, third-party administrators and had more questions than they were prepared to answer. And finally, one of them uh, told him that he needed to uh, contact me we set up a meeting where he was going to come over to my home, and it was supposed to be at most a, a half-hour meeting. He came in, sat down, and told me he was going to make it real brief because, you know, and he laid out all the reasons that he did not like insurance agents. And I stopped <laughs> okay. him. And that, 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 that's a tough way to start the conversation with someone. <laughs> Well, I I stopped him and uh, told him I agreed 100% with him. Yeah, the uh -huh. people did not understand what he was trying to do. Uh, told him about the approach that I took, and mm -hmm. that 15 minute to half hour meeting ended up being something more along the lines of like eight or ten hours. Oh, sure. Uh, wow, that's uh, that's incredible. But I, I'm laughing because you know uh, 
Mark Elliott and I hear the, the same thing about people in our industry, right? Because there's a lot of people out there that they're looking to take your money and not really provide any value, right? And as a matter of fact, they uh, provide less value. They, they reduce uh, what, you, what you give them. And of course, uh, we don't believe we fall into that uh, category for a whole, whole bunch of reasons. And uh, so I'm glad that you, uh, um, you were able to show that that, uh, that was not the case. And you, you do what we do is that you, you, you learn everything to, uh, uh, to the nth degree to the point that people that are supposed to know these details don't, and they use you. Now, how, how did this company know to use you? Because you don't, you, didn't, you don't work for them. You're not an employee, right? I mean, you were just a, a you know, insurance I, person, right? So. Yeah, I had utilized them in the past to uh, uh, set up HSA accounts for a couple of my, uh, my uh, group in, uh, accounts. Okay. And when we were going through set, setting up and addressing everything, I walked them through exactly what I wanted, and we made sure that everything was 100% correct. And they weren't used to somebody doing that. They were used to somebody mm-hmm. just saying, okay, sign this pe- these people up. You guys take care of it. Give me my money. And, you know, with myself, I was going in there. I was coordinating the plans. Uh, they knew exactly what was going on. I would explain exactly what our philosophy was so that they knew uh if the if they had received any questions from anybody they would have enough information uh to give basic answers and if anything was beyond basic they could uh, send it over to me but this um rep also uh when when uh, they would come across some difficult questions they would give me a call also just to find out what you know what the status was on the insurance side uh, you know, so that's that's how that company ended up uh, referring Mark to me. Yeah, you know, they knew that if anybody had an answer, it was going to be me. Sure, sure. So, so why do you have the answers, Murray? Right? Because you don't you don't have the answer book. <laughs> you have to go to well, and find these. Well, so, it, so, why is it that it's so easy for you to get this information and, and not for you know your peers? Well, it's a matter of. Uh, background. I I came out of the engineering world. I'm very technology based. You know, I want to take a look. I want the information. I want to have the details. I'm used mm-hmm. to uh, meeting with high level people that you have to have an answer immediately. And if you don't know the answer, you need to be very quick to let them know that you do not know, but that you'll have it to them shortly. Yeah. Um, yeah that was just a habit of mine. So when mm-hmm. I get, got into the insurance uh, world, I carried that over. I would take a look at the policies. I would take a look at uh, the situation, and I would read in, and I would know exactly how to get people placed. Uh, I was able to get uh, very, very difficult people placed when I first got in. And uh, the majority of my business at the early part of my career in insurance was referrals from other insurance agents when they came across something that they could not figure out how to uh, get this situation insured, they would just send the people over to me. Sure. Can, you, can you give me a, a, an example? Of that? I think, and this is where, like a, um, uh, you know, I, I think a, a layman wouldn't understand because you may try to get some sort of coverage or a certain policy. You may be told, oh, we don't do that, or you can't get that. 
obviously that's well, just the start of the conversation for you. So how, how do you how do you move beyond that answer? Well, there's well there's a couple of uh, different ways. In the in the past, you had to go through underwriting uh, on the individual health policies, and if you knew how to answer questions, you could let the insurance company know exactly what the situation was. Mm-hmm. Yet, using the correct words, you could get somebody placed. If you didn't use the correct words, they would get declined. On some groups, uh, you would step in and uh, company, you know, the insurance companies would not like their line of work. Uh, so you could step into a large group and it would be heavily penalized. Well, that's when you would step in and start negotiating with key people at the insurance company to try to get those uh, penalties dropped down lower to get a better so rate. What, yeah, so so what type of um, details could you provide? Obviously, then we're, we're not advocating, you know, insurance fraud of any sort, but, you know, just oh, no. describing something uh, and, and being accurate two different ways can really well, make a big it, difference. And I, m- most of us that aren't doing what you do every day don't understand that. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see, you know, kind of yeah. what, just so someone here, trying to evaluate someone that's doing insurance for them, what types of questions would someone like you be asking so they know if they find someone like uh, like Murray? Uh, well, on this on the uh, large groups, the type mm-hmm. things that uh, you would take a look at is if they got a large increase, um, mm-hmm. you know, how do you get around that? And it may be mixing up, uh, you know, just recategorizing a couple of uh, groups. You may... Uh, have two insurance companies where they're working together and as long as you can get a certain number or a certain group of people onto one company, then both companies will agree to do a 10% increase instead of a 40% increase. Uh, You know, and that's what you would do. Um, Some of the other things that I've done, we're heavily in the medical fields, uh, doctors, dentists, chiropractors, medical groups. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they've got their disability insurance, and most agents they just think, okay, well, any old disability plan works, and it doesn't. You know, for doctors, you're looking at what's covered. Well, if they can come in and act as a doctor a good disability policy is almost worthless to them and they'd be paying heavily for it. You go in and set them up with some subspecialty coverages. Now you start taking a look and you, uh, if you, if the doctors are owners of their own uh, business or their own practice, you do a group plan because they're not gonna leave the group. When they do, they're retired. So you get the group plan together and you you get, say, four or five doctors along with, uh, you know, half a dozen of their staff or 10 staff, 20 staff, and they're getting ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 a month of benefit, and yet they're paying almost nothing for it. You know, they pay very, very little. It's about maybe... I would say at most about 20, 25% of what they do when they go through a, a normal subspecialty coverage. And just knowing how to combine those uh, is very effective. Uh, I had one uh, neurosurgeon that I sat down with and 
his his wife had uh, referred him over to me. Mm-hmm. I had gone in. This is uh, a group that was up in the Northern California. I went into her group and we got fifteen thousand dollars of coverage for each of the doctors for about one hundred and twenty dollars, one hundred and thirty dollars per month. She went back to her uh, husband who was making far, far more than she was and instructed him, well, you've only got $10,000 of coverage. Obviously, you need more. He went to his financial planner and the financial planner told him that by law, he could only have 10000 She oh, pointed out that she got fifteen in one policy. And when uh, he called me up, within two days, we had multiple carriers that had agreed and we had to use the correct sequence of applying. But we had uh, pre-approvals or agreements for, I believe it was ninety-three dollars or $94,000 a month of coverage. Wow. So it's a matter of just knowing how to do the business. And it can make a world of difference in what you can get and the cost of what you're going to get. Sure. So, so the value here uh, for this surgeon was that you knew how to combine them so he can get the coverage that he that he needed, even though an individual insurance person. Uh, so, so if somebody well, that insurance agent only worked for one firm, one one company, they wouldn't no, be able that, to do what you just did, right? Is that no? That was his financial planner. And oh, his financial planner, planner right. and his financial planner was authorized to do business with every company that I did business with. He just didn't understand how disability worked. Yeah, he was and an expert. Scary. He was a generalist. Yeah. 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 He, you know, obviously you would hope that somebody that was giving the disability advice was uh, at least up to minimum standards. And when you get an answer such as, you know, by law, you can only have 10000 per month. No, that's completely incorrect. And, Nobody that even understands the basics would even consider giving an answer like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's incredible. So, for um, the average, you know, business owner out there, what what do they need to know about the uh, about the insurance industry? Uh, it's just in in general, if they're looking for you know themselves, maybe it's a a small group of uh, people. What types of things they need to be thinking about so they they don't let this happen to them? Well, number one, you need to take a look at the agent. You need to understand if you've got, um, depending on the uh, state that you're in, it could be 50 or it could be 100 people. If you're below that number, uh, Mm -hmm. you're in a small group. You get a lot more guarantees. Uh, Once you're above that number, you lose those guarantees. If If you've got a smaller company, it's listed as a small business. The rates that you're going to get are going to be the same whether you go direct or through any agent out there. So what you need to do is you need to uh, interview multiple agents and take a look at what they're what they're considering. You understand that you're not buying on price, but you're going to be working with this person long term. So you want somebody that can think outside the box if needed. He can be creative, or he or she can be creative to save you money, and that they understand what they're doing. They should be able to explain why they're doing different things, 
and come up with something that's rational. Uh, next is you want to have somebody that's got a personality that you like, simply because mm -hmm. you're going to be working with that person. If you're in the large group, you've really got to have somebody that uh, has experience in the large group, somebody that's got contacts that they're used to negotiating. Because at that mm -hmm. point, the companies, they're not restricted to a flat rate. Then mm -hmm. you can you can get some variance in in the price. Uh, if you've got one agent that negotiates a price, that same price is going to be available to another agent. But if that first agent has negotiated it and the second one has not, unless there's a personal tie, you probably want to use that first person, the one that understands how to uh, negotiate on your behalf. Mm -hmm. So let me just backtrack just a little bit because one of the first things you said is that um, you don't want to buy in price, right? And and most people, not knowing all the yeah. complexity, they think that is exactly what they're buying on, right? Because all all policies are the same. So if one policy is a thousand dollars and one policy is nine hundred dollars. I want to buy the nine hundred dollar policy. So how do you make sure that you're getting the the the, the true value, right? The, the more you know, quote unquote, expensive policy may be much, much uh, better for you than the, you know, the quote-unquote cheaper policy. But how, how does the, the business owner make that determination? Well, that's what I was getting into before when I said that you wanted to have somebody that understood and could explain why you would go with different uh, policies or different mm -hmm. plans, uh, different options. Uh, you want somebody that is go going to understand simply because like you said, the the more expensive policy, it may be more valuable to you. But your employee may take a look at it, and if they're healthy, you may want to be able to set up something like an HSA, in which a lot of a lot of uh, agents don't even consider. Uh, so you want to have somebody that gives you all the options and can explain, and is willing to explain to each of the employees exactly what is in their best interest, what is not, and why. If they can explain mm -hmm. those and explain how each plan works, you're probably going to be in good hands. Sure, sure. Well, can you, can you just give an example that you can think of, maybe even something recent if it's still fresh, where, you know, the, you know, quote-unquote more expensive policy was really a much better value because of what it provided versus what the, you know, if they're trying to save money, would not that you're always trying to um, uh, save money, but I, I think it's, it, it'd be helpful just to know like what what that actually means uh, to some people. It, I mean, uh, there's. So let me ask you this I way: mean, is, we, is, we there a, is there a is there a situation like uh, uh, that would typically be uh, cost more money, but it's worth it? True, so maybe another way to look at it. it there are several. Uh, yeah. Especially if somebody's got a lot of health concerns, if they're if mm -hmm. they know that they're going in and they're going to be uh, utilizing their plan, you probably yep. want to bump their plan up. Especially okay. if they're single, if they're an employee and they're single, you know they are only going to you know they're only going to pay the increased costs for themselves, and it's pretty easy to justify moving up. Okay. If they've got a family. Depending on the size, you're looking at it could be two, it could be four or five people that you're paying the increased uh, premium for. 
so it gets a little bit more complicated on them. But that agent should be sitting down talking to that employee and going through, or that person that's applying, and going through and showing what the best case scenario is, what the worst case scenario is, and just mm -hmm. with known expenses. If you've got mm -hmm. ongoing medical uh, needs or planned surgeries or something like that, a, a maternity, you should be able to uh, calculate that in and come up with an overall cost you know, where you're taking the employee's share, you're taking their uh, co-pays, and in the worst case scenario, the max out of pocket, mm -hmm. and you're showing exactly what, you know, here's what your overall payment is going to be, your overall cost. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, that's including premiums plus copays. Interesting. Now, I remember you saying at one point, I don't remember the details, so you'll have to refresh my memory, but you were giving an example where, a, you know, say a family of five, and they each had a slightly different policy, I think, if I'm using the, the, the yeah. terminology. So, so depending on what their situation, yeah. could you talk about that a little bit? Because I, I know that's not something I would typically think about, but, the, you know, luckily I have access to you, so you, you know, brought it up to me. But that, that's a really great yeah. uh, concept for people to be aware of. Well, on the individual side, uh, what we've been getting a lot of is in the last two or three years, uh, a lot of family uh, referrals. People are being referred to us when you've got a family, you know, say it's four people, and the uh, wife is pregnant, they're expecting a baby early in the year, and you'll have everybody on a silver tier plan, they're paying their premiums, and they're paying all the co-pays and everything. Every person is on the same plan. Uh -huh. And they think that that's all you can do. Yeah. Well, they get referred to me, and I'm talking to them about, okay, well, you know, the husband's not using the plan. Kids, you want to have upfront coverage. The wife, we know we've got a maternity coming in, or maybe it's a surgery, whatever. You yeah. upgrade the wife. You keep the kids on uh, that silver plan. You put the uh, husband on an HSA plan. You let him totally fund the HSA, and with the wife, when you upgrade her, you're eliminating that deductible. You're also getting a little bit better of uh, insurance, depending on their age. You know, instead of a 30% copay or a share of cost, they're only going to pay 10 or 20%, and they get a lower max out of pocket too. And for the most part, what we're, we're what we're usually able to do is rearrange everybody, keep the premium within, you know, $5 of what it was before or what the renewal is. And then we're also able to save them just in the co-pays and the deductibles and the tax savings for the HSA plan. We can usually get the savings into the four, four and a half thousand dollars the first year. And after we do that, the uh, usually the family is trying to grasp all the changes that we're doing. And I've had other agents call up after after they switched over to me. And when they're talking to the wife or the husband and they're asking about what's new and the, mm -hmm. you know, whoever it is, you know, the wife or the husband explains about the maternity and everything else going on. 
the typical response you get from the agent is, okay, then that means we don't make any changes. And usually yeah. at that point is when the wife, the husband, take a look and it dawns on them, we had the wrong agent. Our agent was not looking out for us. He was just looking to make it as simple as possible. Yeah. Or do you want to walk away from four, four and a half thousand dollars on your health insurance premiums? Sure. Yeah. Not things. Now, what what is the what what is the downside of that? Like changing that structure. What would it? What would the potential uh, negative be if if any? If like, for instance, in this case, the husband needs to use the plan more than you had anticipated. What 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 does that mean? If he would, that? yeah. If he would have to use the plan, the worst case scenario mm -hmm. would be if he had to use the plan for say six thousand dollars of medical costs. Mm -hmm. then they're probably going to be about breaking even. And that's the downside. Okay. So the downside is no loss from where you are, and the upside is you save several thousand dollars. So that's a good uh, good risk-reward yep. ratio. We, uh, we, we we like that. We'd like to see more reward, but that's okay. You don't really have that in your industry. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, well, that's great. And it's all just from being able to talk to someone like you who is focused on, on what they need as opposed to what you want to sell, right, which is a very different Correct. Uh, approach Correct. yeah yeah the approach i take is i've been referral only since 2002 i believe it is sure i don't advertise every every person i get is a referral so uh, -huh. uh they they're already familiar with who i am if i don't do a good job of keeping money in my clients pockets uh -huh. i'm not going to be receiving those i sure, far sure. i far prefer getting a referral than to get a couple of dollars extra on the uh, commission and not get, you know, five, 10 referrals down the line. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. No, that's a smart way. That's a long, long-term uh, way of looking at things, right? Um, yeah, and the agents that, is, that work uh, for me. Yeah, the agents that work for me generally, uh, if they start talking about what commission they can get on a deal, mm -hmm. I usually sit them down and talk to them. And just let them know that if they're going to think about commission, if they're going to think about what's in it for them, they're obviously not doing the best job for the client. Therefore, if I heard them talking about it that way, they would no longer be working with us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we would let them go. I want the yeah. I want agents that will step in and they understand that if you do a good job, if you save and educate the uh, clients mm -hmm. you're you're gonna you may uh, you may get a slower start on your commissions it may take a little longer to build up but once it does it's going to take care of itself sure sure well with, with that in mind what, what are some questions that people can ask or, or are there some you know telltale signs that someone is more likely to have access to all the different sources that you have so they're more likely to be able to find the right solution versus just, you know, what they have in their, uh, you know, in their, in their bag of tricks that they sell everybody. Well, no, well, number one, what you want to do is you want to make sure that the person is a, a pro in their area of insurance. I don't deal with property and casualty. I don't deal with the homeowner, the auto, um, I don't try to stretch myself into the liability insurance, things like that. 
I, I specialize in life and disability, or excuse me, uh, health and disability for the most part. Mm-hmm. I've got agents that they do uh, property and casualty. They do the homeowners, the auto, others that do the commercial stuff. Uh, you want to make sure that that person is a pro. If you talk to them and they're selling homeowners insurance and auto insurance, all they're doing in, on the health insurance is they're trying to make an extra buck. They're just trying to enhance yeah. their income. What you want is somebody that is very professional in what they do. They know what they're doing and they're knowledgeable. You want to make sure that you don't have somebody that's just been licensed in the last year or two. Uh, they're probably not going to be there six months from then or very, you know, the chances are uh, against it. So you want somebody that's been in business for at least five years. You want somebody that you can talk to and you get clear, coherent answers. If they give you answers and they don't make sense, you might want to talk to somebody else. Sure. You know, they if they don't know the answer to something, you want that person to tell you that they don't know, but they'll get you the answer. Sure. Uh, second, you want to make sure that they care. You want to make sure that the personality uh, agrees with you. You want to make sure that the thought process is similar. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of my clients are white collar. I've got very few blue collar uh, uh, clients. And the ones that I do, the management, are all ex-engineers. So we understand each mm-hmm. other and it's easier to deal with them. As sure. far as the blue collar businesses where it's blue collar all the way up and people that uh, came up through through the ranks, it's a little bit more difficult having them understand me. You know, we speak a different language. But if I'm yeah. talking to a lawyer, if I'm talking to a doctor, you know, we're on the same wavelength. We we know exactly what we mean. There's no miscommunication. Uh, there's no repeating myself. There's uh, very few questions. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What about someone that works at an agency that has all of these different insurances? Um, so maybe they have one or two people in the office that maybe, you know, specialize in one or two. Is that something that uh, tends to work or is that? Um... It's It's fine if different people are handling it. But the problem that comes up is that if you've got one person that's handling it, it's going to be an issue. And you get very few agencies that can handle both property and casualty and life and health. You know, for the most part, they're going to be one or the other. Is it going to be their specialty? Okay. And what about, because I know there are, you know, two kind of main groups, maybe there's more, so please educate me if I'm off here, but you have people that represent you know, one firm and you have people like yourself that can, I don't know if you can work with anybody you want to, but you have many, many sources that you can uh, choose from. Is, is that right? Or are there more different groupings of how people uh, well, work? You've got, yeah, you've got a, yeah, you've got a couple of different groups. Uh, the first subset is going to be, you know, life and health. Uh, you've, for the most part, everybody there can 
deal with anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. you, 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 if you're individual or a small group, you might want to make sure that they can do the state exchange if needed, especially on the mm-hmm. individual level. Uh, chances are they're going to be certified with each of the companies or appointed with each of the companies. You can also do a licensed uh, search with any of the state's uh, Department of Insurances and uh-huh. you know see exactly who they're appointed with. And if you only see a recent appointment or if you see a problem with their license or if you only see one or two companies, you know there's a problem. On the property and casualty side, you'll see more of the of what you were talking about where you've got captive agents. And that's primarily going to be things like all state, state farm farmers. Uh, those agents, that's all they can sell. Uh, whoever, whoever all state has uh, negotiated with for the health insurance. So maybe it's a Blue Shield or an Anthem Blue Cross. Uh, and that's it. You want to make sure that those people do have the certifications to go or the appointments to go with multiple companies. Uh, the property and casualty agents that I use, I've got access to a couple that are uh, captive, but for the most part, you know, most of the uh, needs end up being uh, with other carriers, ones that are available in the open market. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, thank you. No, that, that, that's helpful. So <clears throat> I know one other thing that came up is not only do you um, – have a lot of experience as an agent. You also have a lot of experience being an insured, it sounds like. I know just recently you just said you <laughs> got an accident two days ago, uh, which is uh, unfortunate. I'm glad, I'm glad everything's fine. But you, you had some interesting experiences when you were, when you were younger that I think helped uh, um, steal your resolve in, in, in some of these cases. Um, would you mind uh, you know, bringing up one of those? Because you had some pretty dramatic things happen when you were, when you were younger. Uh, you know, the first uh, the first incident that I uh, had to deal with insurance uh, heavily uh, was when I was coming out of uh, high school, uh, coming back from a workout with some teammates, uh, just dropped them off. And just as I was getting close to my house, I was getting ready to make a turn, a left-hand turn, mm-hmm. and a, a drunk driver came and hit me. Uh oh. Definitely completely totaled the car, and they, you know, I had to be cut out and everything. So it kind of delayed uh, the uh, initial career that I was looking at, uh, and kind of refocused. And it actually gave it was it turned out to be a good thing because it did open up uh, my backup plan, which I'm not sure I would have had otherwise. Uh, you know, that was the first I've been involved in a uh, car accident where the driver died. Um, I was told that I had died uh, temporarily uh, mm-hmm. and that they weren't sure I was going to live through it. Uh, that's where I got into a lot more uh, details with people, uh, with the mm-hmm. different insurance companies and carriers. Um, you know, just Recently, you know, you know, I've also had experience with uh, uh, a Mexican uh, uh, trucking company 
uh, one of their truckers ran a red light and hit me hat on. Oh, um, wow. And the uh, answer that the you know they were self-insured through Mexico, so all they did was close down and opened up under a new company name. Uh, so I got nothing out of that. Uh, and then just recently, you know, we had rains and ended up uh, while I was on the freeway, uh, hit a uh, patch of water and ended up going full speed into a spin and uh, bouncing along the, uh, the uh, center divider. So I was able to walk away from that. Uh, the car did not. Yeah, thank goodness. So um, I've had a, I've had a few experiences as the uh, client on the insurance uh, dealings. So, so how has that changed your, your, uh, your perception? Or what did you, what maybe were you able to, to do uh, to help yourself that maybe you wouldn't have if you didn't know what you, what you currently know? Was there anything that was um, helpful for you? <clears throat> I, I would say as the, as it's gone on more recently, uh, I would say it's given me, like this time, I was able to get everything processed very quickly, and in a matter of two days, uh, mm -hmm. everything is, for the most part, completed. And you know, the accident occurred uh, late Tuesday night, early Wednesday, uh, when mm -hmm. I was coming back uh, from Orange County, coming down to San Diego, um, and to have that resolved. Uh, by Thursday, uh, that's pretty impressive. And it's just knowing, you know, call, uh, follow up, knowing what information to give and letting them know that, yeah, I'm an insurance agent, so I know what what to watch for, what to do, and, you know, do you mind doing this? You know, just yeah. throwing out a couple of little extras. Uh, so I guess just from uh, dealing with insurance companies, you you learn how to uh, provide enough information in a way that it accelerates the claim. Sure. Now, can a can a good agent like yourself uh, typically do that, um, or, or is there something that you know we as the insured need to kind of learn ourselves? So if that day ever comes, we know a little better how to how to move things forward. So we. Uh, you get what you're, you know, what you, uh, what most you're likely, owed, so to speak. Most, most likely, in most cases, if you're not in the insurance world, what you're going to be doing is putting your claim in with the company and mm -hmm. on the property and casualty side or liability side, the, you know, what you're going to do is contact your agent and have your agent okay. follow up on everything. You know, that's generally the way it's going to work. Uh, you're mm -hmm. not gonna you're not gonna know enough. You're not gonna use the insurance enough to understand everything. And mm -hmm. the only advice I could give on making sure a claim gets paid and paid quick is give as many details as you can. Uh, mm -hmm. There's never too much information. Uh, if they have questions, it's gonna delay stuff. If you if you give a ton of uh, information. Half of it they may not use, but they're also not going to uh, be asking questions. There's not going to be a reason for any kind of delays. Sure, sure. Um, well, this this has been uh, incredible. You 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 even though I've, I've known you a bit now, you still um, 
managed to come up with some information I, I hadn't uh, known, at least not in this uh, this way. So I feel a lot better prepared to uh, to help people. But um, is there any any last piece of advice that you have for uh, uh, for instance a business owner uh, as they uh, are looking at what they currently have, or if they're looking to uh, to change? Is, is there anything in particular that they should um, do besides, of course, find someone like yourself? Um, any other questions or, or thoughts that you, you think would, would help them? I would say just make sure that they're comfortable with who they're working with. Make sure that it's somebody that they've got a lot of access to. Uh, mm -hmm. If they're dealing with a major agency, make sure that that agent's going to stay there. Uh, because if they're turning over people, uh, you never know if you're going to get a good person or a bad person. Um, you know, so make sure that you get along with that, that agent, make sure that you can talk, that you understand each other, um, and that that agent's capable. Make sure that they're, they understand how to, you know, how to separate different plans, uh, make sure that they understand how to save you money, make sure that they understand tax consequences, uh, because that comes sure. in heavily. And the other thing is if you have, uh, an agent that starts talking about uh, insurance as an investment, you're, you probably want to run away because the next thing they're going to be doing is trying to tell you that an insurance vehicle is a great way to make money and they're going to pull you out of uh, much better fits. You know, that, sure. you know, the investments need to stay with, you know, a company more like yours. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you pull it away, all you're going to do is lock yourself into something in which the uh, consequences are uh, a lot more negative than what you expect. Sure, not to mention just the, you know the layer upon layer of fees, which you know um, yeah. is very rare that those make any sense for a long-term investment. I mean, if you're looking for the kind of coverage you're describing, um, you know it's it's uh, it's an, you know a necessary evil. But even then, you, you know if you get the right mix. In the policy, there there is like the example you gave earlier. There is an opportunity in a lot of ways for you to yeah. um, spend less and get at least the coverage you're getting, and maybe even uh, maybe even more, um, depending on your situation. So it's important you have someone like you're describing. Um, yeah. Well, this and is just, this is great. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. If if you've got a small business, you definitely want to have somebody that's open to uh, thinking outside the box. You may end up mixing personal policies with uh, group policies and you know because they come under different uh, there's different uh, side effects to each um, you know the group policies usually cost a little bit more as far as the uh, coverage goes for health insurance but you also get a lot more choices so that agent he better be or she better be approached in both ways. They should be showing you what you know what your uh, effect is. If you've got a 20-person company and you're a better fit on a personal policy, you better mm -hmm. know it. Uh, sure, chances sure. are it's not going to be that way. Chances are it's going to be through the company because of the tax consequences, uh, the tax savings that that person better be approaching everything. They better be looking at all avenues, make sure that they look outside the box. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. That's great. 
Well, um, we all certainly need access to a Murray Durham in our lives. And I'm uh, grateful that um, you were able to impress Mark Elliott, you know, 10, 12 years ago, so that I now have access to you. Um, certainly when you're looking to get the, you know, the right coverage for the right price, it's not an easy decision because these things uh, change and it can be complicated depending on your personal situation. So if, if somebody hears uh, some of your, your comments and, and you've uh, in, intrigued them or, or made them nervous about what they currently have, uh, Murray, what, what's the easiest way for somebody to uh, get in touch with you and, and see if there's an opportunity that you may be able to, uh, to help them? Uh, I would say that they could, uh, if they have questions, they can give me a call or email me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my uh, phone number is 949-295-4349. My email is mdurham at mgdins.com. Uh, that's M, you know, for Murray, Durham, D-U-R-H-A-M, at and it's MGD for Murray Gordon Durham, and then INS for uh, insurance.com. Uh, if they go to the webpage, it's very basic, so they're probably not going to get any answers out of that. But if they email or uh, call, uh, they, they certainly have direct access to me. Great. No, that's great. It's uh, very generous. I hope uh, if someone does have questions, they do, they do take, you, uh, take you up on that. And uh, for everyone else, thank you very much for listening to Finding Unique Value and looking forward to sharing our next guest with you. Bye for now. The Finding Unique Value podcast is sponsored by Elliott Asset Management. We help successful entrepreneurs create wealth outside of their business. To discover the five ways successful entrepreneurs become intelligent investors and grow wealth beyond their business, visit ElliottAm.com slash webinar.